to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. Uh, my name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with all of my book releases, book tour, um, um, signing schedule, all that good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, uh, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. Uh, so today I have Jacob Lease on the line. He is the Director of Business Development and Partnerships over at Bridge Software. Uh, Jacob, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I see you have quite an established uh, career as a, as a sales executive and um, definitely in the SA, uh, sales as a uh, software as a solution space. Um, that being said, before we get into what you're doing now, um, let's start with your background. So how did you get inspired to, you know, really go into business and become an entrepreneur? Yeah, um, you know, my it, it actually started uh, way back in high school. I won't go, you know, too far back for you, but I, uh, I've always been money driven and I started, uh, <clears throat> uh, my first job was in a sales job, um, you know, selling cell phones out of a kiosk to, to folks passing by in the mall. Um, so I, uh, you know, gradually moved my way. Uh, I stayed in the technology industry and, and cell phones specifically and moved my way up in through, uh, you know, management there, always making sure to keep the, uh, the, the successful people that I saw close to me so I could, you know, try and be a sponge and pick up whatever I could from them. But um, really where I found uh, my, my calling is, is in the software um, side of sales. I, uh, got into software sales about five years ago, and uh, working first with uh, franchise uh, franchise systems. So, you know, selling, uh, working with them to develop a, a solution for franchise management and helping to build their franchise uh, empire, if you will. And from there, uh, decided to move into something a little more custom. Um, so that's uh, sort of where I ended up with Embridge. But uh, uh, along the way, it was uh, my my goal was always to become, uh, you know, a, a leader um, in, in a, a software or technology organization, and um, that the, the driving force behind that was sort of what I alluded to in the beginning is sort of keeping the successful and um, the, the smart people close and near to me to pick up and be a sponge to whatever I could about what they were doing and how they were successful. Yeah, I think that's a, I mean, a super uh, smart uh, way to approach it, really. And so, you know, so for some of the younger listeners out there, I mean, um, you, you your terms are to say basically to keep the smart people around you that you see doing the things that, you know, um, are obviously the right things. Um, some people say mentors, some people say business coaches. So however you want to label, label it. Um, what would you say to the new to the younger crowd that's coming out of college in terms of um, finding those right people and keeping them in your life? Yeah, I mean, uh, specifically in sales, look for the people that are doing the best. Uh, you find the people that are doing the best, and even if it's they're so not, it's so easy, you know, isn't it? Like, just look at who's yeah. at the top of the list. It's so easy. Exactly. And a lot of times they're they're a little secretive. They don't necessarily want to like lay out their you know their their rule book on how to be successful, but you don't have to ask them questions. You just need to listen to what they do. Uh, listen to how they're successful. Listen to the things they say and the, the way they talk to their customers, and uh, you'll, you'll pick it up and you'll, you'll, uh, you'll mold it into your own unique way of selling and building relationships. I love that answer. And then the other side of the question is this. Like, 
um, they don't, just to be clear, they're not sitting around thinking about how they're successful. They're, they're, they're working. So I've had people in the past when I was in various sales roles ask me to mention them or teach them something or like, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm just doing it. I wasn't, and I wasn't trying to be secretive. I'm like, I'd love to help you, but I don't know what I'm doing in terms of like a process. I just know that it's an accumulation of, of actions and habits that I've done over many years that led to a certain objective and my mind naturally gravitated to that process. And now apparently it works, but I don't know. I didn't sit down and say, let me see, what step are we going to go do first? And what am I going to have to offer you in terms of value and mentoring you? I'm like, I don't know what I do. <laughs> I just sell. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I, uh, up until maybe a couple of years ago, I, I, didn't really have a good idea of what I was, what I was doing to be successful. I just did. <laughs> exactly. So one other thing for the listeners, just do, come on. But um, I also found that, um, you know, for that idea of, you got to remember, if you're looking for a mentor, especially if it's within your organization and you're, and you want their time, I mean, think about it this way. They're not necessarily trying to be mean, but every minute that they're, you know, talking to you, they're not talking to a potential client. So that's affecting their um you know, their work. So uh, if you do want their time, might be a good thing to bring them some lunch, take them to lunch, do something. I mean, make that investment in the relationship because long-term that will pay off um, versus just asking for help because that gets old if you're, if you're, you know, um, got that many questions and they're not, and they're in a sales role proper, not in an actual, um, in an actual position where the company has them mentoring, let's say. Um, so that, that's another thing just to, another, another slant on it. Um, well, yeah, and you bring a good, up a good point about relationships there too, and mm-hmm. making sure that you build those lifetime relationships with folks, because you'll be able to find uh, opportunities for uh, for utilizing those relationships and having mutually beneficial um, engagements with those folks throughout the rest of your career. Absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing um, as director of business development and partnerships over at Bridge Software. So, um, what kind of clients do you help, and how do you help them? Yeah, so um, we're we're really really broad uh, in the sense of the type of clients, but we're uh, where we focus, and especially my focus, is partnering with software as a service organizations. So companies that have a software system that they provide to, to users on a monthly or an annual basis. Um, those systems uh, are generally one of many. Um, the uh, reports say that uh, the average business, small to medium-sized business, is using four to seven software as a service systems uh, per business. Um, larger companies, enterprise companies, are using 13 to 20. Um, so all of these systems need to be able to speak to each other. Um, they need to be able to synchronize data between them, um, you know, send reports or send um, uh, notifications or status updates. All these little things that would traditionally be done by a person who, you know, could be expensive to to have somebody doing just that. Um, so, <clears throat> what we do is we we seek out these software as a service companies and we partner with them and become the integration partner for them. Um, Bridge builds custom API integrations for these software as a service companies and their end users. So. Uh, when we partner with these software as a service customers, they they utilize us, uh, software as a service companies, excuse me, um, they utilize us in a couple of different ways. First and foremost, uh, and the most common is, you know, they they have a customer who's who's looking to come on board and and utilize their software, but 
uh, one of their first questions is, well, how do I integrate this with my CRM or my, uh, you know, my accounting software or whatever it may be? And generally, the answer to that question is, well, we have some documentation that you can give to your developer, and they can write the code to build this integration. Well, most people don't have a developer that they have on staff that can go and write an integration. Most companies don't anyways. And if they do, uh, you know, some of the mid-market or the, the larger scale companies, then the chances are that they have a, <coughs> a big stack of stuff that they're doing already, and they don't have time to go integrate this new software system that somebody over in sales wants. So they bring the sales reps for these software, the service companies bring us in. Uh, we provide a consultation with their client to understand what they need integrated and how they want that system to function. And we provide them a quote and a timeline to build the integration and uh, you know, helping the, the client to close that sale. I'm, I'm sorry, the uh, software as a service company to close that sale. <clears throat> Alternatively, what, the other way to, oh, sorry, go ahead. What kind of, um, what kind of, um, so there's a lot of business owners listening to this right now, and they're in that situation of they know they need to do something. And it's one of those things, like you said, if they're a large company, oh, they don't want to deal with it. They're already kind of backlog. And if they're a smaller company, they're thinking, oh, do I really, is this expense really going to be worth it for me? And how much time is it going to take? What, what do, what do typical, like, uh, what does a typical, like, onboarding process look like? And I know that's going to change versus smaller company to enterprise, but just to give people a flavor of what it looks like. Yeah, so, um, you know, it, it starts with that consultation. So we, we're a, a solution provider, right? So we, we start out by asking questions, understanding their business and what they, what they need to gain out of this. And then we develop a, a detailed scope of work that, um, explains exactly what we're going to do. Uh, we map the system so that all the fields are correctly mapping from one place to the other. And um, once they're in development, we have weekly weekly calls with, with the end user, the end client, uh, um, to show them and demonstrate the progress that's being made in the integration and uh, keep them in the loop so that they're always engaged and knowing uh, you know, exactly where the project stands and they're not guessing what, when they're, uh, their integration for this expensive new software system they just thought is going to be up and running. What are some of the trends you're noticing in your industry right now? Uh, the major trend I'm, I'm noticing is uh, the software as a service companies realizing that they need us. Um, it's, we've been doing this for a long time and it's, uh, you know, API integrations has always been a term that people have thrown around but not until recently has it been something where people realized, software as a service company specifically, that they were losing business because they didn't have someone like Bridge to offer to their clients to build these integrations for them. They were, um, you know, they might have a few out-of-the-box integrations, but sort of their competitor, and their competitor might have an out-of-the-box integration that works for somebody that they don't have. So they've lost that customer without even ever talking to them. Um, so that's, that, I would say that's the biggest thing I'm noticing in, as far as trends go there. Um, just and APIs are kind of uh, an essential piece of every business and, and they, they go hand in hand with software as a service. No, that's awesome. And that makes a lot of sense, by the way, that you said that's a trend that's going on because especially when you think about all the legacy systems that are out there and especially some of the people that maybe weren't in the market for upgrades or to change software or something else that now as things keep moving and progressing faster and faster and now these uh, the other people have to catch up. <laughs> and catching up, you're really the bridge that allows them to do what they do best and not lose based on 
on the, uh, lose a sale based on some matrix somewhere that basically says, oh, we didn't account for that one because that's only X amount of market share. So we didn't want to add that, but we can, but we didn't, right? <laughs> that makes that makes perfect sense. Um, so if somebody wants, uh, if somebody wants more information about Bridge Software or to get in contact with you or your company, what's the best route for them to do it, Jacob? Yeah, um, just uh, our our name is a, as the URL Bridge Software. That's B R I D G E Software dot com. Uh, of course, you can always email me, of course, at uh, Jacob J A C O B at Bridge Software dot com. Well, Jacob, hey, I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, giving some of your background, but also uh, and updating us on what's going on in your industry and trends. Um, and to the listeners, thank you, as always, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review. Do all those uh, good things we do to support our podcasters. I really appreciate it. And, uh, Jacob, thanks again for coming on the show. 